What's up, dude? What's up? I'm honestly <laughs> chilling so hard. Oh, yeah? I am being chilling. I think you're always chilling, dude. That's the thing. That's your secret is you're always chilling. Some people, you know, like the lawnmower has the rabbit and the tortoise. Yeah. I'm always on rabbit. I'm dude. accusing you of... Don't you mean you're always on tortoise? Fuck. I'm accusing you of being too chill right now, dude. <laughs> you're too chill. That's <laughs> you, how chill I am is I, I fucked the lawnmower analogy up. You are not beating the too chill allegations. <laughs> it's because I snuck some keef into that bowl. Mm-hmm. I should have told you before I let you hit it. That's all so. right. At one point, I'll be talking, and I'll just stop because I start having a Manny... Pi- mini- I said I almost said Manny panic attack. See, this is what I'm saying. The keef is... This got is your fucking fault. This is my fault. fault. This is your fucking fault, dude. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, I had a um, a story I wanted to tell of something that happened to me and Bay over the weekend. Spin me a yarn, brother. <clears throat> and uh, so I've been doing a bunch of side work, and you know, just trying to make money for the wedding, hustle and, and grind, always, mm-hmm. and trying to get my name out there, build clientele, reputation, practice for one day going out on my own. That's that's right. the goal. Right. Um, take control of my finances. So I've been working downtown, and one of the places. I like to frequent for lunch when I work down there. City Dogs, it's right there by campus. Shitty dogs, dude. You know, shitty it's, dogs. It's so bad, it's good. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so bad, it's good. It's a garbage bar. <laughs> so I go and I sit and I drink like two Bud Lights, get a couple hot dogs. Bay met me and she got some corn dog nuggies. She ordered off the children's menu. Well, and uh, as they're wont to do, I felt like the universe. Okay. You know when the universe just, like, throws you a curveball? Like, just out of left field. Like wrecking your car? <laughs> so this homeless dude comes and sits down next to me and Bay. We're sitting at the bar. Bro. Yes, right? And so we're sitting at the bar, and we're at the corner. So, like, I'm facing down the bar, and Bay is facing the wall. And then this homeless guy, like, ten minutes into us chilling... Mm-hmm. We're just being chilling, and this guy comes in and sits down next to Bay. And like this old boomer, this white boomer next to him was obviously upset He's about a, it. Mm. And he was like, "Hey, man, you want a hot dog or something?" Basically, being like, "If I buy a hot dog, will you fucking leave me and yeah, my wife get alone?" The fuck out of here. So this guy buys him like two hot dogs, and then after a while, he like starts digging in his pants, and he pulls a hat out of his pants, and he's just like putting all of his belongings on the bar, nice. right? Is his retrieved from inside of his pants? Yes, these are just all of it in his in his bag. He's just unloading his bag and you know organizing crazy, everything. Man. Oh my god! You yeah, and the crazy. guy was drooling and like, obviously, even the even the bartender like kind of looked at him and was like, "You good, man? Like, you want a drink?" He's like, "Just water." He's like, "All right, I got you." And um, I don't know, man. Like, it was just kind of strange. And and then out of nowhere, he just turns to me and Bay and just starts talking our fucking ears off but he's going on about like you know god is good and you gotta be good to people and sometimes the lord puts people in your life to test you and this and that. And i know that's <laughs> obviously like, like he's coming at you like i'm a test right now like yeah yeah, you yeah. Are, you're fucking testing me all right bud 
like, you definitely it was, tested me. It was some definite like <laughs> manipulation, like hobo manipulation shit. Right. But at the same time, in my like twisted ass schizo mind, I'm like. Yo, is this like? Should I give this guy everything in my pockets? Like, what? <laughs> it, like, my car, dude. Take <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> take the truck. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it was like almost like the universe was mocking me because he was spitting like the same exact shit that like I talk about and spurg about week after week. <laughs> you're like, like Damn. <laughs> the universe just mocking. I'm just me. this guy in a better financial situation. Yes, yeah, because he started going on about the banks and the dollar, and I even Preach looked away. Like me and her, we were looking at each other. I was like, "Yo, homie, kind of spitting facts." Like, hey, you, hey, man, do you want to be a guest on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I, I don't know. I felt like the universe was definitely, like, throwing me a curveball. And honestly, it's like when you see a mirror of yourself. Right. And it's, like, just you with a jester cap, and you're like, oh, ah, fuck. shit. Well, it's, you know, ah. it's like we said, like I said last episode, you know, our, our your eventual fate is to become that guy. Yeah. Our, our eventual fate is that. But, uh, you know, I, I think. Just live by the river. Live by the river. Keep get, your hat in your pants. Get old Jewish guys to buy you hot dogs yeah, at shitty really. dogs. You're like, yeah, this one's. This one's for usury, bud. Thanks for the hot dog. Those, but, uh, are, those hot dogs were reparations, mm-hmm, for real. Mm-hmm. That's that's nuts, man. Yeah, I, I would. I the homelessness. I, I was. Have, Beaumont was telling me about the L.A. homelessness situation. It, it is truly. It sounds terrible to live around. Like, is you that know, where they are? are? They West Coast boys. Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah, nice. and like he that those homeless fucking people over there apparently berserk like he deals with them on a regular basis like, Do they, like the chase you to your comments. car no i don't even know if it's that bad but like they're Is just it like you know, irl cod zombies well they're just always yeah like they're just always around they're everywhere you know there's like shant that you're seeing like the closest thing you'll ever see in america to probably like what shanty towns looked like true you know like in the depression era like you're seeing like the closest, yeah. yeah like you're seeing the closest thing to it which is kind of insane to think that it's like one of the biggest cities in the country between that well, philadelphia I guess, makes, I guess it makes sense vic was just talking about yeah, vic, philadelphia yeah. and kensington <laughs> it kind of makes me th- realize how kind of like almost borderline harmless a lot of our guys around here are oh yeah like we're almost lucky we're like the worst lucky. thing i ever saw was like they had curb cello going in front of the 7-eleven on broad oh yeah you know they had like a couch and i was like oh shit it's getting out of hand <laughs> you know <laughs> like, i saw a really really bad off dude one time i was at the intersect i used to ride my bike to and from class and i lived on grace street like right at grace and lombardi and i was coming up lombardi getting ready to take a left on grace and uh, there's a bus stop right there. And so I saw this homeless dude and I saw him like I was slowly coming up the block and I watched this dude get from laying down vertically or excuse me, laying down horizontally on the park bench to standing up and then just kind of squatting a little bit and shitting his pants. Like and I saw the Damn. shit stains. Damn. Like I saw the shit stains <laughs> like occur. You saw it like forming. <laughs> I saw them in his khakis. Like, <laughs> like he a, had really worn out khakis. Like they were thin. <laughs> it's and, like uh, bleeding out. <laughs> yes. He Damn. was bleeding out his it, like yeah, I, I watched this guy go from laying the fuck down to like let me stand up to shit myself. Oh god. Yeah, that's horrible. In broad daylight. I'm coming home from class. I live a block from this. And and, <laughs> and like our yeah. parents were like, yeah, you can go to school down there. That's no cool. Pro- no problem dude. yeah that's terrible yeah it's it's just it's a real like you want to feel bad a lot of the time like you do feel bad for them and you're like man i wish there was some kind of socio socioeconomic way we could fix all this but like damn some of those dudes are fucking insufferable 
Yeah. They're fucking insufferable sometimes. Some of them kind of... I know, like, a lot of them are mentally yeah. ill, but it's like... They just need to stay like, pick over a there. Fight. Don't pick a fight with me while I'm trying to go get Subway, dude. Yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm on my lunch break going to get Subway. Don't pick a fight with me. Like, just stay under the bridge. I've had to do that. Like, cool, you just start hassling you. Start like, hey! Hey, man! You're like, all right. You think that's where the old uh, German fairy tales of, like, trolls under the bridge and shit comes from? It's just, like, hobos? Like, homeless people? Yeah, that's what they were mistaken. mistaken Give me identity. your gold! Mistaken <laughs> identity, yeah. I don't know, man. But it's an allegory. We say all religions and stories and fables are just allegories. I think the trolls are are like meant to program us to hate homeless people. Yeah, man. And we should. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I, for real, I think a lot of them. No, a no, lot no. of them I'm choose a, it. I'm a being of empathy. I'm a being of empathy. Yeah. Right? I've, I have to keep reminding. You're a light worker. That. We're light workers. It's okay. Myself. I know. <laughs> We're still raising our vibration. It's cool. I think the ones that want to be homeless, hey, do your thing. Like there are people that literally there wake are, up. They're feral people. But they wake up one day and they're like, I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want the wife. I don't want the kids. I don't want the you know six figure job. Wake up being a robot every day, and they're like, I'm just going to go live down by the river. Fuck it. There's guys in Richmond that like yeah, live yeah. in tents on Browns Island. Yeah, they just hang out down there. They just fucking chill and fish. I'm not gonna delete Don't that. Delete episode. The episode. <laughs> I'm not gonna delete those. We're, do we're doing a quick ad read. That's not a real ad read. It's a it's an unofficial ad read. It's a, it's a uh, endorsement, I believe, is what you would call it. Yeah, this is an endorsement for Bohemian Grove Clothing Company. Yeah, no, this shit is sick. He hit us up. They hit us up. Um, Zizer hit us up. Whatever your gender is, Hoss. Put us on to their clothes, dude. These designs are sick. No, they got some pretty good ones. They're very much along with our aesthetic and kind of uh, mythos, I believe. I was about to say, if if you are looking for some schizo threads, uh, this is the place to go to for sure. They got the well. First thing that stuck out to you with those Adrenochrome. The Adrenochrome. Stickers. The honestly, the Coca Cola Adrenochrome. I would love to get some Adrenochrome Zero. That's my shit. Uh, that's pretty great. You can get those on it's, a hoodie or t-shirt. It says Adrenochrome Zero Terror. That's pretty awesome, honestly. I would I would fuck with something like that. Somewhere. I love they have uh, Unabomber hoodies. And actually, I will say the hoodie color choice is super slick. They got like pastels, like teals. And like, it's not your standard like blue, red, just they like have, dumb fucking hoodie colors. They have a Freemasonry uh, Union t-shirt, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Like, it's like, it looks like it's a union, like a unionized groups like thing, like a steel worker or something, but it's for Freemasonry. Dude, these Very designs funny. are sick. Very these good designs, honestly. Quality looks cool. They got peace mode, so obviously we got a war mode listener here. Nice, yeah, fuck yeah, cool. yo, real recognize real. Shout got the nine eleven conspirator stickers and t shirt. Honestly, I fuck with that nine eleven t shirt too. I'm honestly. definitely copying one of those Unabomber hoodies for sure. I'm probably gonna get put on a list. Yeah, fuck it. Basically, what we're saying is you need to go get some <laughs> fucking damn, threads from that's this dude. Fucking cool. <laughs> Back to the show. <laughs> Dude, the Carts of Darkness documentary. Haven't I talked? Uh, the, I, I feel like I remember someone, I sent someone has you, referenced this. I, I sent it, it to you, you like when we like first became friends. Yeah. I was like, this is the sickest shit ever. It's about underground. I think I may have. It's been a long time since I watched it. Because I remember like I remember like the thumbnail of it. So it's underground shopping cart racing. Hobos right. have like an underground shopping cart racing like downhill bombing league. Mm -hmm. And it's so sick. But these guys are like, yeah, I want to do this. Like I fucking chill. This is what I live for. I chill and I bomb hills and shopping I mean, carts. It's kind of like the, the most Chad shit. It's like the Sadra, whatever they are, the Indian guys who just like lay in the thorns and smoke weed. 
or whatever they're doing. They just kind of they just don't do anything. Whatever religion it's that like, is, I want that. Yeah, that's like a Hindu thing. They just lay there and kind of like suffer. And it's supposed to like bring them closer <laughs> to God or something like just that. Just lay there. There's yeah, they're like on thorns, like laying on thorns. They're it's all like, like Silas from Da Vinci Code. Up. Yeah, like their faces are all painted up with like the dot and all the white and stuff. And they're like d- dirty, and they're just laying there like getting vibe, baked vibe, as like, fuck, playing a little drum, just vibing. There's a pit. Baked. There's a bit of one where he's just like on some thorns, just with one of those little twisty drums. And he's just going, dunk, 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 just sitting there. And that's, that's, that's what meditation. he does all day. That's, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of that stuff, like even in like Zen Buddhism and stuff where they're like whacking each other with canes while they're meditating. Oh, to test their like you, you, will. To see like how deep you are into like that trance state. Like you're like not supposed to flinch. Like if you flinch, that means you broke your meditation, essentially. You broke your focus. Damn. You know how trained up you got to be to just like take a fucking a bamboo, bamboo to the back to the <laughs> Dude, fucking back. They're fucking ho- Hanoi hoteling you on a fucking regular basis, Jesus and you're just Christ. chilling. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting the John McCain. Dude, treatment. I'm honestly scared of like China and like Asian countries because like their their history is so rich in their like war culture and like. And now we got these fucking balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the rednecks were just itching to shoot down. Mm. But, dude, Asian people, for real, all I'm going to say about that is that these Eastern religions and stuff, they're tapped into the chi and the fucking Tao and all that shit. And, like, Shinto, like, there is a syncretism just to, like, Eastern thinking. Sure. And I think they got a lot figured out. Like, there's a lot to say about the North American, you know, like, Native American way. But, like, dude, the Eastern religions and and all that meditating and stuff and all the the Hindu culture, too. Like I was telling you before the show, like, I've been through, like, the entire canon. (laughs) Like, I've, like, done my time. Like, I did, like, Zen Buddhism for a long time. I got it really heavy into, like, meditative stuff. Like, any kind of religion that kind of centered around meditation as its focal point, like, kind of intrigued me. I met um, some hippies fucking off my butt on acid at All Good one year, the festival, and they were giving away uh, the Bhagavad Gita, which is a Hindu text. Mm Mm-hmm. And this book called like the journey of self-realization. And they're like, you know, you can give us a dono. You can just have them. And I gave them like 20 bucks. Cause I was like, sure. and they did talk to me for a minute. And of course, like I'm on acid. So I was like, wow, this is so profound. Yeah. But, like you I, guys are shaping my whole personality yeah, yeah, for the yeah. next four years. <laughs> wow. I'm going to start a podcast one day. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what the fuck's a podcast? Joe Rogan thing. But, uh, yeah. So like they, uh, I got the books and I start. I just like, I was had such an awesome experience at that festival, even though it, like stormed most of the time and it was like kind of fucking awful. I was so out like it was my first time like five hits deep and I just had like a very widening experience oh, to myself. Man. You know? Yeah. That's nothing, dude. I've done I know I've you've like puddled in, and shit. I've done yeah. a stupid amount of that. More than most people probably should. And fucking I really it it was a widening experience to me that like kind of gave me a new perspective as somebody who was only raised Christian and never really had encountered these ideas except in like pop culture, mm-hmm. the ideas of like meditating and like uh, like Zen and all that kind of shit. So like I went home and kind of started reading this stuff and got really fucking into it and got really into like the Hari Krishna stuff where you you just the Hari Krishna shit is kind of almost people well, they're definitely a cult. They, they do try to quantify them as a cult, but it's very much it has cult like tendencies but it really isn't it's just more of like a uh i don't know it's it's like a fellowship group almost really if you look at it like i don't they let hard christians let people leave you so know? like lord of the rings the fellowship was buddhist 
Yeah, That's sure. Them. Well, it's a little different. Like, and it they don't even really like it takes stuff from Hinduism because it's the stuff with like Arjuna, like the Bhagavad Gita being attached to it. Mm-hmm. The Bhagavad Gita is like that tale of that great conflict battle, and like Ancient Aliens talks about it a lot because it it, it, it yeah. they claim it describes like a nuclear explosion happening during gotcha. the fight yeah yeah okay uh, and That's they, th- what they think that it's a retelling of a story of like some great battle that happened on earth at some point mm-hmm. that may not it, maybe it wasn't the gods you know sure like it was like may have been people from another civilization that had it out here you know exactly. if you want to buy, buy into the ancient aliens things but either way arjuna led all these people into battle and he was with Krishna, who is like the god Krishna, uh, and Krishna like helped Arjuna ascend and blah blah blah. And there was this huge fucking fight, and like Arjuna was like the leader, and but that ties down to it, like the teachings that were given to Arjuna afterwards by Krishna, mm-hmm. and the idea of like Hare Hare Krishna shit is like you just say Hare Krishna, and you just repeat that while you're meditating, and that very act is like makes you become godlike essentially. That's like a cheat code. And that's yeah. That's what it presents. That's very much what it presents itself <clears throat> as. It says like basically, if you do that enough, you can escape the cycle of birth and death. Well, that kind of sounds pretty culty, actually. Sure. Like, when you when you boil it down like that. Well, but and I'm sure there's other tenets of well, it that I, are like average religion can come off as culty, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's just a matter of like the cult aspect involves the human end of it. You well, know? then do you think that it's that whole thing of like picking what makes sense and like being reasonable and smart enough to call out the bullshit. And then once you open up your perspective enough, like you said, you were raised Christian. I very much was too. It wasn't mm-hmm. until late high school and college. I started being exposed to all these different worldviews and ways of thinking in college. I thought I was a Satanist and you know, just weird shit mm-hmm. like that. And like so, Levian Satanism? Yeah, I got really into Levian Satanism, but only in like an edgy teenager way. Like not in like an actual like I never did like Wicca and stuff. Did yeah. you act did you ever try like any rituals or anything? Yeah, I used to do rituals and draw sigils and stuff. Like how so to what extent? Um like um I I got into like chaos magic and stuff for a while too. Is that Which where is, you learned a lot about John D and John D and like uh, the Emerald Tablet and the Cabali the Cabalion and Crowley's Book of the Law and all this kind of shit? Which Crowley and Magic, like that dude, that dude was like a fucking scumbag. But the shit that he does or did was interesting. Like the stuff that he wrote was interesting. It, some of it's gobbledygook. Well, but, was Crowley like like the hedonistic kind of manifestation of Satanism? Kind, well, but Crowley wasn't even Satanism. It was the Lama. True, you're right. But I'd yeah. say LaVey is a, the hedonistic version of Satanism because there's even do what thou will. There's even that. an older sect of Christianity religions that are called the Luciferians. Yes, and they actually believe like Lucifer was like the. It's like a demiurge. Got Lucifer's the good guy. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a lot of tied into like the the ancient death cult stuff, mm-hmm. and even like even the boomers and everybody freaking out about Sam Smith and all the um. You know Grammy performance stuff because I'm so tired. I heard about that, right? My, but it's my, my parents have been on overload about that shit, dude. Well, so my then their plan worked. Like, their <laughs> plan worked because the Grammys are bullshit, and now everyone's talking and about that. Them again. Turkish earthquake started at the same okay, time. Okay, well, I got something to say about the earthquake. Yeah. We'll bring it back to okay, the earthquakes. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we were talking about Lucifer being like his name literally means light bringer. Yeah, bringer. Yeah, light and bringer. so there's a lot of people even down to these death cults that, you know, get things twisted and they they say that like no, actually Lucifer is the good guy and it's the complete antithesis. That's why we say like 
all these satanic, these quote unquote satanic ideologies, they don't necessarily all have to like believe in Satan as a literal deity to be like, they're just acting as like the opposite force of goodness mm. purposefully. Yeah. Like they, they think they're like the, the, the dark side in Star Wars. They are Darth Vader's. They mm. think that by wielding evil fucking power that they're going to be stronger. But dude, Luke always wins. You never fucking beat the force. You, you, say, will, you just will not win with God on your side. That's all I got to fucking say. With, with God on your side or without God on your side? You will never win without God on your side. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, it is positive that way. And I'm, that's like a lot of the stuff that I looked into with the, the demonology shit that I've been looking into uh, today. Sure. Um, kind of it's there's two frames of references on demons. There's the um, like Christian, you know, biblical kind of idea of demons and how they function and work. And then there's been like the contemporary idea, like throughout history of sure. how different cultures have viewed demons and what demons are and what they do and where they're from. And like, you know, uh, like Judaic, uh, like lore and history is very full of like tales of demons. You have like Lilith and Nama. Um, it wasn't Lilith Adam's first wife. No, I think it was like him and Eve got separated when they were thrown out of the garden. No, I'm, I think there was someone before or, Eve. I, I feel like that's the story, but then I saw something today that I thought the idea was they were separated initially. I think, or maybe it was either initially they were separated, like Adam and Eve. And there was and he no, was with Lilith, and instead. he was with Lilith, yeah. and that's the biblical idea of Lilith. But and she's mentioned Lilith is mentioned once in the Bible, I think. And it talks about her being down like underground with a nest and stuff, because that's why they picture Lilith with like the snake tail and stuff, because she's like evil. She's supposed sure. to be evil. Um, and but Nama, I think, was one of their. If I'm not, I might be conflating two histories, but I think Nama was one of the children between Adam and Lilith, and Nama became the mother of demons. She actually turned into what is like ideologically in mythology as a siren. Mm. And she became the mother of demons and throughout her life, her existence was carrying out a series of uh, impregnations and births, creating demons, essentially. That's fucking wild. Yeah. And that's Nama. And that's that's an old like uh, I think Nama's mentioned in the Talmud uh, and like a couple other old Jewish texts. Well, I mean, and that would make sense, too, even if you think about the story with like Lilith being the first wife. And, you know, Eve being the second wife, the good and and the evil, you know, he fucked up. Well, granted, Eve fucked up the second time. That's why, you know, the the, the Muslims got it right with the burqas and shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to see a fucking ankle. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just that whole good versus evil constant battle of like good forces even if they're not literal people right you know even if they are just forces and And stories that's the interesting thing though is that um greek mythology i think is the first to kind of really have like recorded stuff of demons or greek old greek literature rather um and they were daemonus i believe i I could be butchering that latin word but it's like daemon or something like that is was was the word originally yeah i know that was the original greek root word of it and the thing with it was is that they attributed to demons actually being like living, thinking beings. You know, they weren't just like these things that were expressly for evil, like Plato. I think it was Plato said he had a daemon, or maybe Aristotle. It's either Plato or Aristotle, and he said that that was like the force that gave him uh, the will and the drive to like begin exploring all these things that he explored. You know, like that created that foundational like classical Greek philosophy stuff. Right, and his daemon like helped him do that. That's what he attributed it to. 
wild. So th- there's a there's been different conceptions of them throughout history, you know. And um, <clears throat> actually, funny thing is, okay, so you were talking about how the King James Bible is like one of the most manipulated texts in history. Sure, King James himself was a huge demonologist. Really, huge demonologist. Really, he wrote an entire book called Demonology. He, himself, or himself. He, he like oversaw. It. King John wrote the motherfucker. King James. King James. Sorry, King yeah. James. Yeah, the King James version guy. He wrote demonology like that is his book there's a book you can order by him that is written by king king james and it is called demonology and he's really the same one yeah it's the same guy jesus yeah it's the same guy he the guy who's the bible that version of the bible was for was a demonologist and so it would make sense why it would be so manipulated to cover up things like lilith and cover up things and you know even if we're bringing in like the saturn cube and all that death cult worship stuff that whole inversion, the inversion of good, it's like, <clears throat> we talk about censorship week after week after week. If you want to control the narrative, it's like you get people to clamor for their own demise. You yeah. you hide the truth in plain sight. You know, you do your little fucking rituals at the Grammys. Or you, or you make, the you make them off. unaware of like the, or even like masking and making them unaware of the forces around them. That too. You know. Just completely lost. Because like. We talk about it a lot, and I'm like, the, these things these people do, these like on stage rituals and stuff. Like, I don't. Half of me likes to say, and this is my skits I talk about. Half of me likes to be like, yeah, this is just art, mm-hmm. edgy, dumb, stupid art. And then the other half of me is like, oh, they're doing like a complex ritual to like some end or just to flaunt whatever it is that they're doing. So I heard a really interesting <clears throat> take. I listened to this guy. I sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. You? No, that was I. That was a. That was a bullet. Okay, I just <laughs> I tend to do that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was listening to it's like occult symbolism and something with Isaac Weisopt. Isaac Weisopt, that guy rules. He rules. So I listened to his podcast, and he basically has an entire show on breaking down predictive programming and like symbology just in our faces. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the Grammys, and again, I don't want to dwell on it, but the thing that he brought up about it is that. <clears throat> These rituals are performances. That's why they do them in public. It's the same thing we talked about with like Freemason rites. When you go through the rites, it's like you act out these little plays. Mm-hmm. So when they're doing what we call a ritual is just the same word for performance. You can use performance and ritual in the same kind of context. Right. So that's why like Astro World was considered a ritual. You know, it's because it's these giant public performances with these like very clear, distinct symbolic links to certain things exactly so something interesting he talked about was the blackbird so the blackbird symbolism is uh blackbird is like you're just starting like your first rank alchemist Mm -hmm. blackbird that's like the 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 symbology for everything and that's why you have the beatles song blackbird That's because that's when they were starting to get into, you know, the John D stuff and the occult stuff and all that weird shit. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. You listen mm-hmm. to that whole song. It's about them ascending the ranks and becoming beginner alchemists all the way up to like master magicians. Right. Right. And so you can see it all around. Cardi B, Blackbird. There's like all these people that use Blackbird imagery, Rihanna and all these people. And Rihanna is going to be at the Super Bowl. So I just think it's interesting that like we use the word ritual, but I think it can be interposed with the word performance. Sure. Because because it is a performance. That's what it's meant to be. It's the same thing, yeah. It's and the same so kind of idea. when they do it in front of more people, though, it becomes more effective. Right. 
Yeah, to whatever end, you know, to whatever end it is that they're doing yeah, it for. Exactly. That that remains to be determined, but Yeah. Yeah, like uh I mean even um I saw this interesting bit on Japanese how they treat like ghosts and stuff in mm-hmm. Japan. Um and they consider these ghosts, I think they're called like gor gor goyo or something like that. And um when a guy it's like a someone who died in a certain way like um uh, and they become like a vengeful spirit versus just like a normal spirit. Oh shit! And they they believe that they inhabit the forces of the land that like indiscriminately kill people, like fires that happen with no sign of foul play. And yeah, landslides. Not just maybe that they had like all wooden buildings. <laughs> yeah, you know, like or like a tsunami comes or a cyclone or something. That's yeah. always attributed to those spirits. And uh, they actually even to this day, there's still like groups that go out and perform exorcisms at these different sites where they believe that these spirits accumulate. Really, and do the exorcisms to like keep the land protected. Essentially, it's kind of cool. It's it's cool to think about like that because it's you look at Japan and it's like a space station. Mm-hmm. You know, they they still have these very old traditional things that go on. Yeah, you know, there's guys that dress up in like white geese and robes and go walking or like walking from shrine to shrine to like dispel what they think are demons that are gathering on. Yeah, the and land. honestly, that's super <laughs> sick. That's super sick. And even if like. It's, again, the same thing how, like, ritual and performance can be interchanged. Demon and, like, negative frequency can sure. be interchanged. The yeah, way that could, if, yeah. if we talk about the world and the universe being a light matrix, everything having a frequency, high frequency is, you know, love and acceptance and positivity and goodness. <clears throat> Low vibration, fear, lust, you know, hedonism, all that shit, anger. Mm-hmm. So these low vibrations, there can be like pockets of that, that linger. And there can be like residual echoes of like, if there was like a terrible event, that's what I think ghosts are. It's like when something bad happens, yeah. it's like, there's just like an echo of, of just the energy throughout time that just kind of keeps happening. And it can manifest itself in like, you know, people talk about the ghosts that just walk the same path over and over and over. It can be like a residual, just kind of fourth dimensional. What if it's a fourth dimensional being of like, the People next day they about- would have walked there. The next day they would have walked there. The next day they would have walked there, and it just keeps happening. That residual energy keeps carrying out. Yeah, it's almost like though- a glitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what well, it a is, lot of, but and a, a lot of those like paranormal people they talk about they like uh, the wood of old build. The reason old buildings are haunted is because they were mostly constructed of wood, and like the resonance of wood allows for energy to be stored in it. So like the energy. There's also a fuck ton of trees, and they're easy to chop down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they talk about like the energy, like they talk about the way old buildings are and stuff, and that like uh, that stuff like imprints, like the energy imprints on oh, the building, yeah. basically. Definitely, it you can. Know? Like on those old buildings, the energy just imprints on it for some reason. Uh, don't 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 know why. So maybe these like you know guys in Japan, they're going around. You know, they say they're fighting the demons, but really they're just trying to maintain and and restore the equilibrium back to the place to like a more harmonious resonance right and and even you know there's something to be said that the catholic church has like an active group of like demonologists that go around and do exorcisms yeah like and but the like there's that could just be a money grift it could i don't know if they're getting paid to do that though that's fair you know like i i think they're maybe dealing with like mentally unstable people who like maybe they don't but also yeah, i'm like there's the but i'm also like there's modern treatment you know so it's like it's hard to tell it's hard to tell and they they but the, even the catholic church classifies demonic activity in a certain pattern and like there's things like uh there's always the, the, i don't even uh, know if i have that one pulled up but 
Who's That's, this Celis guy? The Celis guy, this was... So there's been a bunch of different attempts to classify demons mm-hmm. of, like, the hierarchy that they believe exists with them, uh, as well as, like, what they are, because not all demons are alike. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of stuff. But... um. This guy had a really interesting classification. Celis, I believe he was a demon, uh, high-level demonologist, uh, pretty well-studied in the field. Um, I want to say during the Renaissance. And he came up with this classification, which I thought was interesting. You talk about Saturn. Um, so, Death cult, baby. Yeah, he's talking about demons of air, which cause as- atmospheric phenomena. Demon of- demons of Earth that try to tempt people. Those are ones that dwell on the planet with us. So those are the ones that maybe like the demon on your shoulder telling you, hey, go look at porn. Yeah, hey, the, drink that beer. And the hey. air, it's not on this part, but the aerial demons exist, they say, in the ether. Like, beyond the moon. Weird. That's how that guy like classified him. He said they exist in the ether beyond the moon. And I'm like, Saturn? It screams. Either Saturn, <laughs> or it hints at maybe some flat Earth model where, like, the moon is inside the dome, and then there are forces outside Side the dome. Of the, yeah, outside I mean, of the I firmament, haven't been firmament. On a, yeah, yeah like, I haven't been on a flat Earth kick in a while, yeah, but yeah. I mean, still. But um, so that's like aerial demons, and then there's Earth demons that exist with us that are the ones that do our natural temptations, like probably ones that are responsible for addiction and theft and like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, and then there's demons of water that destroy aquatic life and cause wrecks i could my glasses are so scratched i could barely read uh, it's also really small text on a wordpress blog <laughs> yeah wrecks they cause wrecks and death of people in the sea so like you're you know like the stuff's in the ocean like the sirens and uh like mermaids that people thought like or kraken kraken that kind of stuff like uh, loch ness monster kelpies uh water horse but uh demons of the underground which cause earthquakes and volcanic eruptions and those More guys people. No, that's actually what they say they are. They say they live in pockets in the Earth's crust, in tunnels and down in the depths of caves. Mole people. There's there's that type of demon. And then uh, demons of night, which avoid daylight and are... Invisible to people. Invisible. Vampires. I don't know. You know. <coughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <coughs> and then uh, lastly, demons of fire, which dwell far from us, which I believe is the idea is it's in hell. It could be that or the stars and planets, yeah, yeah. the the sun and things like that. Maybe the sun itself is a demon. And, yeah. Or Saturn, like you said, the other planets. You know, they these old religions and old civilizations love to anthropomorphize the things around them. Yeah, for lack of an explanation. Yeah. And you know, so for lack of a like scientific explanation, I guess. And we can say like Maybe it was just their imagination, and it's like, hey, humans are starting to like get really smart, and their imagination's running wild. They start noticing patterns, and they're eating more cooked food and getting more protein. Their brain size is increasing. Right, all this shit is going on. Perception is changing. Or Graham Hancock's right. Randall Carlson's right. All these people are right, and all the ancient civilizations we're real and like we've had like a fucking cataclysmic reset of we have like we're a species with amnesia that's something graham hancock likes to say a lot Mm -hmm. is we're a species with amnesia and that's kind of where the the bhagavad gita you know gets some credence is that like maybe that 
actually happened. Maybe it yeah. was like some giant battle that happened and it was some nuclear thing and y- well, you can never know. That's why I always look at historical precedent of things and how it's presented through the ages and down through time, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like things like the way these stories are carried on through time and accepted as like canon of whatever religion uh, or just like the various attempts by different groups throughout time to classify demons despite being separated by like hundreds potentially even thousands of years yeah you know like the, the there's some very real force that convinced these guys they needed to write all these fucking grimoires and books and shit yeah like there was something going on you know it's, it's it's too easy it's like too easy to kind of take the cop out and just like be like pretend that you like know that that's not real you know it's better to like ask the question and kind of like be like well there had to be something there. Like, what are, you know, what's the point? I mean, you can chalk it up to just like normal human superstition all you want, but like, it seems like a lot of wasted fucking effort, you know, by like guys, guys that had like had all the time in the world, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the same could be said about people who have researched failed technologies in the past. I mean, I asked a question one day and this might sound, this might, like not be as profound as I think it is. But I asked a question one day in my music history class. And, you know, like all the composers throughout history, like you hear about Bach and Beethoven and Liszt and Mozart and Rachmaninoff, Stravinsky, all these people. And even way back when, 1600s, 1700s, I I asked, I was like, well, if you look at today, there's like a flood of in the market of musicians hundreds of thousands of bands and singers and musicians and millions of groups and whatever. So I asked how many like composers were there back then? Cause like, obviously we only hear about the greats yeah. and we only hear about, you know, the people that shone through. And he was like, no, like there's, there were people that were like, even back in the 1600s, trying to make a living, just like an artist in New York or in L.A. or somebody <laughs> going out. Starting in fucking Venice. Yes, there was. He's like, I'm going to be a composer, dada. I'm going to be a composer, papa. Yeah, here's your rent. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? And so that's where like, even people like Michelangelo, like the only reason they existed is because they had patrons. Like People like that wouldn't have existed if like aristocracy didn't like give them money and allow them to live a neat lifestyle True. and fucking just jerk off. Are you telling me Neat's built the world? Kind of. Neat's built, built Western culture built, for sure. Yeah. Western, Western culture, culture. <laughs> built on the back of Neat's, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the the same can be said about like occultism and mysticism and things like that. Is that we have like a very narrow lens today of like the Gnostics, John D, Crowley, Levey, like all these very isolated incidents. But it's like. They had massive followings at the time. King James was a demonologist. They're grimoires on how to summon the devil himself. Like, yeah, these things are, are have existed in the ether for such a long time. And it might even go back to that King James cover-up of, like, suppressing that knowledge and being like, no, everything's okay. It's not a big yeah. deal. Sorry, you guys aren't cool enough to handle magic. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Real I don't magic. know. The, the, the whole thing just kind of skeezes me out. Yeah, and... You know, and continuing on with like the, the that kind of angle, like the demonology and that stuff, like there, it seemed like it was a very high end science, you know. Yes, but uh, like it's, I don't think it was something that your average peasant was too worried about, you know. Well, and th- <laughs> but that's when you get like the whole Salem witch trial things, where like the pilgrims and like all these like low class women were 
being accused of like being out in the woods yeah. and doing all these rituals yeah. and painting sigils and sacrificing goats and weird shit. And there is apparently like there is a class of demon that was classified that apparently is there to lure women, older women, crones to go to black masses. Like there's a specific reason they want crones to do black these black sabbaths and mass events. do you think that's why witches always have cats is because it's actually just the cat piss it's the cat brain. yeah it's the urea yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, just the cat piss the fucking ammonia. brain pneumonia ammonia is actually the secret to, to being a witch <laughs> pretty much dude i don't know but you did you did say a few things i don't know did you have anything else on demons there were a few points we i did hit. want to go over that red grimoire because i thought yes. it was really interesting the great uh, one yeah the the red grimoire and so the grand grimoire yeah yeah and uh that is uh it's a grimoire that was it's called the red dragon like uh because satan was depicted a couple different ways as like a angel you know they have like the depiction of satan, satan as some kind of dark angel so, question here: Is Satan the same as Lucifer in this context, like with the light uh, yes, bringer, yes. and even with like the death? It's cults. the angel who fell. You know, is the leader of the fallen angels. And Satan, Lucifer, it's all the same. Yeah, and the Book of Enoch goes over it a couple of times. Book of Enoch is a really interesting read to connect and kind of give. In Book of Enoch, it's interesting they it got left out because it gives a lot of validity to like the idea of demons. Yeah, there like, is a lot of in book one. It it tells you of the birth of the Nephilim, the fall of the Watchers, which was one of the incidences where angels fell because it wasn't didn't just happen once. And that attributes again to like the idea of angels and or demons being like living, thinking beings, you know, because the angels themselves, they saw the women of Earth and were like, I'm fucking horny, dude. Yeah, <laughs> those things are hot. We should go have sex with them. And like, there's like a whole thing where the guys like give O.C. He's like, we should not return until we've done this. Like, and they like all 10 of them, the 10 watchers went and banged. Oh, they all took a human wife. And that's where the Nephilim were born, which led into like the Nephilim, the cannibalistic Nephilim. They like ate everyone. Mm -hmm. They were crazy. Like they, they were just like running riot. That's why apparently God sent the flood, et cetera, to destroy them. Because they fucked up. Because the watchers fucked up. Yeah. And the watchers were cast out. Because they fucked up and got horny. And because their responsibility was just to like keep an eye on us, basically. They were supposed to like keep an eye on and protect mankind while it like grew. Mm -hmm. And instead they got a little too horny for the zoo animals and went in there and did a little something. But, uh, hello, Mr. Hands action. Hello, Mr. Hands action. And so that led to all that stuff in the book of Enoch happening and them falling. And then like the civil, they pitched the fucking Nephilim into a civil war against each other. At one point, there was like Hell some yeah. Marvel level, like civil war shit going on. I just love <laughs> imagining like, Confederate Nephilim. Yeah. Just like picturing Real that. big guys, no sleeves with muskets. <laughs> hey, Gabriel, <laughs> you're, a we gotta go storm these pearly gates, Gabriel. And so, but yeah, the book of Enoch, ends up kind of like really elaborating upon that stuff in a very odd way. Um, I'm so high right now. I'm fucking lost my train of thought. But anyways, back Mission to back to the grand grimoire. I like yes. how I held it together for a while. And now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what you all come here for. And so, um, but the grand grimoire was, a, it's a very complex ritual. It takes like, th there's rituals to summon Satan himself. Okay. And bind him. And the Grand Grimoire itself even has instructions on, like, instruments to make uh, to, like, aid in the binding. Like little voodoo doll things. Uh, like wa like, like wands and that kind of shit, almost. And, um, wands? Yeah, like, like 
Yeah. So Harry Potter. I'm not even kidding. Uh, there, there's something with the idea of having some sort of phallic object in your hand, and okay, well using that makes it sense. To, using it to direct energy to like hold to get a hold on something. Now that you say phallic object, there's the something obelisk, to that. Yeah, because that's a thing in like, history. That's a thing. It's, it's well, a focal point wands, for energy. You know, crystal wands yeah, were a big. It's a focal thing. point yeah. for energy, and even a lot of um, when I was doing Wicca, a lot of wand stuff is replaced with a dagger. Like, because that acts Weird. as a wand essentially, because it's still a focal point. Weird. It's the idea of it being pointed and it's still a focal point. So that's why most most fucking like edgy fucking like hot topic Wiccans like use daggers and shit. Well, daggers are a useful tool in ritual. It's it's the again the idea of focusing your energy. And also, you know, it can be used. Yeah, it can be used for sacrifices, etc. If you need to, if you're doing something like that, but not many people would. Chopping onions, that's chopping what I was onions, yeah, about. yeah, nothing like about- nothing like chopping onions with a Chris, you know, yeah. one of those curvy <laughs> fucking daggers. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Look at like Jafar <laughs> from Aladdin chopping <laughs> a fucking gay ass. <laughs> Jafar was a Jafar was a queer icon, honestly. <laughs> Jafar's a punk ass bitch. He's a queer icon. I th- I'm tired of everyone ignoring. Also, it. real quick interjection. I just mm. want to say how scary the fucking tiger coming out of the sand was to me. As yeah, a that kid. used to mortify me as a child Dude, a little bit. So the two scarabs coming together. I used to think scarabs were like some mystical thing until I found out they were dung beetles. I always and- thought they were scary because of the mummy. And then the they fucking, eat that guy in the mummy. But dude, the tiger head, the panther head comes out of the ground and tries to like, and it has the earring on. I don't yeah. know why the earring made him more badass. Like the earring made him more scary. Maybe think of like Shaq. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like it was Mr. T, Mr. Clean, like <laughs> fucking panther form. I don't know why that just terrified the so, fuck out of me. Get back here, Aladdin. Yeah. All, real quick. I listened to the lifting in the ruins with you and Vic. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, one of the funniest things you've ever said was, um, are you afraid of the dark is soft? Yeah, that's some pussy shit, dude. Dude, it's for kids. I don't it's care. Like, I love how you like, oh, no. ironically, were trying like, to act like he was scared of it. You were, maybe when he was, was trying kid, to act like course. he was scared of it. Yeah, but when he was a kid, I'm sure he was scared. I was never scared of that fucking show. Okay, well, that's fucking cool, man. I guess because you watch ISIS beheading videos when you were six. Like, that's Probably. sick. <laughs> All I'm saying is that... I don't think I'm wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong, okay? You're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, objectively, the funniest shit you've ever said was being, like... pussy shit. Like, unironically, just saying, like, yeah, that kid show, yeah, that's for fucking fucking pussies. That kid show sucked, dude. (laughs) I was listening to Danny Phantom is not scary at all. (laughs) No, I was picking up up the grounds today at work with my my AirPods in, listening to that shit, and, like, as soon as you said... I just geeked. I dropped what I... I was doing. <laughs> I, I'm a victim of sometimes I will just say things and not even like. You're like that shit's soft. I won't. <laughs> I, I, like, won't mull, I won't soft. mull it over in my head and be like, that doesn't make sense. But I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, dude. It's I'm fine. sorry. No, well, back, no. I mean, it's back st- to the the grand grimoire. I like the idea of binding the devil and like making him your bitch and like yeah. making him do well, something for and a you. lot of people who read it allege that it's probably been manipulated but they do think that there's like some parts of it like anyone who like represents it to you they're like do not do anything that is in this book <laughs> like it's a no-no book do not fucking do this like even when i looked online for copies of it it's to like buy, opening the necronomicon i looked for copies to buy just out of curiosity can't find them no that you can find them but it's like It'll be like, it's like fake links. They're like, do not buy this book. <laughs> like, they're literally like, they're like, people really do not sell this book and do not want people. You can find a PDF of it, I think. But like, 
most of the people selling it, like I saw like Etsy link that was like, do not buy, please read the fucking post. Like, so it was an Etsy post for people looking for it yeah. to be like, hey, do not buy this book. Don't buy it. Yeah. It's because it, it, a lot of the instructions in it are very much probably something that could do something, but the consequences of finding that out may be dire. My, if you believe in that kind of thing, my question is why not fight fire with fire? Well, what if we what if we all started doing the same black magic the elites are doing right. and just told the demons that like Bill Gates is gay? That guy fucking sucks. They're like, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> he just hasn't been worked on enough by the DMT elves. Yeah, true, true. And so excuse me. Um, but yeah, like they very much believe that it they do think that it it had to have been altered from what it originally was. True. Due to the very concept like Again, who would want to do that? Yeah. You know, there there probably was people at some time that wanted to do that. And but now it's like the idea, the very idea of it, like binding them, like there's a whole bunch of stuff you go into in magic rituals where like uh, they talk about very intricate steps and things that you have to do to summon these demons. Like it can be done. And like they tell you how to make the triangle to protect your ass and like yeah. lock it there so it can't get away and all that kind of shit. And it's like all very real precautions you have to take when you fuck that shit. Fuck with that stuff. Like. I would say when I was doing Wicca. Question real quick. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the geometry yeah. of the sigils? It's a huge part of it. And that's what I'm saying. That so ties like, into the King Solomon stuff. So the reason that like circle is representative of God is because it has no beginning and no end. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I believe square is man. Like an old ancient, like the most early ancient man, like keeping tabs on shit. All right. God was always a circle. And I think man was either a square or like a circle with a dot in the middle. It was either one of those two. Mm -hmm. But um, the geometry, I can't help but think like the angles and the numbers and the frequencies and the vibrations. Again, like we're talking about stuff that's not meant for our plane. We're talking about stuff that's not three dimensional. Yeah. So like when you make a salt circle. Or when you make a salt triangle to trap the demon in, like, do you think that has like a real effect? I, I think um, due due to the very concept of the way demons are described as not having like a physical body, a lot of the time, like they do think they are living beings, right? But they do not have a physical body. So I think the stuff that you do in the physical realm has to be done in a certain way to affect them in whatever. Yes. Area they exist in. So what we do here I think that's has, why to, it's has done. to transcend. Yeah, it has to be able to like push past that. I think that's the very idea of like why they use salt or even drawing circles or drawing sigils. And it, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff, like getting into chaos magic and stuff, a lot of that stuff is almost just like it's used to like direct personal gain or like favor. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, uh, it is to manipulate the world around you and it is magic on its face, but it is done in a sense of like, pushing you forward versus like yes. uh like it's using it to punish people or something you yeah, know it's yeah. it's very much not like and uh we'll probably get into that uh maybe next week we'll see uh like the actual kinds of magic and stuff mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna do some research on that stuff but um it kind of boils down to like high magic folk magic like that kind of shit you know right and right. it's like it's all just it's 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 all just kind of like the intention behind it what's the ritual etc cetera, etc cetera. You know, because like you always say, man, intention plus energy equals results. Yeah. And then I think, you know, we may not realize it, but like, I think this stuff isn't as prevalent as it 
used to be in our society, but there's still things that happen that go on. Like even uh, like, well, this is kind of like behind closed doors, tinfoil hat stuff. They don't want us to know about well, it. Well, even electricity and how we use machines and computers. If you look at circuit boards, they tend to resemble sigils. Yes, circuit boards tend I've to resemble noticed, sigils. I've seen that. If you look at a sigil and the way it is, and like the idea of like the connectors and like all that shit, and you look at a drawn out like a key of Solomon sigil, one of these each demon in the keys of Solomon books. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the sigil for every demon because Solomon employed them to build the temple. He used them to build the temple. His, I think it was his first temple. And uh, he was given the ability, like I'm assuming the knowledge from God, to be able to control these beasts and uh, you know bind them to his service. And that's what those books are. And it has every demon's name and sigil. And the idea with demonology is being able to have the power over these creatures to control them and, and know of them. Is when you fast forward in time, you have the Knights Templar. They're the Knights Templar of Solomon's Temple. Yeah. So you have this demonology stuff going over centuries, going into the Crusades, going into how we get banking, going into these ancient death cults, like how we have modern society set up. Mm -hmm. You know, it really, it really does run that deep. And yeah. uh, I think you're right. I think there were, it was a lot more prevalent than we're led to believe. And there Definitely. is, there is an interesting group. I think you should check out since you're on the death cult angle with, uh, they're called the Paulicians, the Armenian Paulicians. Okay. And they're, they follow the book of Enoch stuff, I believe. Uh, and they're, they're considered, uh, apocryphal and like outside of the Orthodox church, but they were like, a they were, they consider themselves Orthodox. And they, like, rejected a lot of, like, the original church's teachings. Yeah. But they, like, allegedly drank infant blood. Oh, God. And did, like, the, that's where, like, the black mass thing comes oh, from. Is they did They did a black mass that was the opposite of the Catholic mass, essentially. And they that was the whole point. They didn't venerate Mary in any way. Like, they didn't believe Mary existed, yada, yada, yada. But they believed very strongly in demons, uh, the Paulicians and like them existing and them yeah. being like a very real force in the world. I'd love to keep talking about this. And yeah. we're actually going to have, if you guys enjoyed last week's episode, we're going to have Izzy back in the ne very near future. Yeah. We got some other very cool guests lined up. Um, not going to say anything. I've learned my lesson. Whenever I, whenever we guests, preview guests, it fucks up. It always falls through. So yeah. we're not going to say anything. We, we got some cool guys coming. lined up, but Izzy's going to come back in the near future. And uh, we're going to talk about some ancient death cult stuff, some Saturn cult of ball, all that shit. I need to brush up um, on that before we do that. Cause I, I've, I think next week's going to be good in the dark about that. stuff. Next week's going to be good. Let's talk about next week <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, so we can both come ready to talk about some demons because mm -hmm. Constantine is like literally my favorite movie. I'm not going to lie. Constantine is probably top three movies for me of all time. And it does a very good job of representing. Yeah. Uh, from that perspective, I think it's, yeah. it's like, I wouldn't say true, be true to it, but it's, it, yeah. it very much tries to stick to the lore. But <clears throat> there were a couple points that we touched on. We, I know we only got a little bit left. It's cool if we run over, but oh, a yeah, um, couple points we touched on. So, First thing you brought up was the earthquakes in Turkey. So I was scrolling on Reddit and reading some Redditor takes today because, you know, I just love reading smooth brain takes. It's always fun. But every now and again, something slips through the cracks. And like, because I'm always in the alternative history subs, 
you know, I'm in like kill the Illuminati clubs, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're these violent subreddits. <laughs> I actually think it's down with the Illuminati. It's kill the Illuminati, murder the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely a subreddit calling for like actionable <laughs> sharing sharing names and addresses so you can go Paul de Pepe somebody. <laughs> but I was reading something that was talking about the earthquakes in Turkey. And so what was really crazy about it, I actually I want to read it. I want to read these comments. All right. Or this post because not only was there one or two earthquakes, but there was like a lot. There's a couple different ones, yeah. There was a lot. Um, high, high fucking um, on the Richter, too. Yeah. Well, not super high. Some of them peaked. I know but two of what them was were crazy. like seven, eight. Yeah, so yeah. some of them peaked, but a lot of it was just crazy low rumblings. And I'll get into how we can get different Richter scales on this. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this Redditor posted on our conspiracy and lives in Turkey and was posing the question about harp machines. The harp machine being involved. Oh, harp? Yes. Okay, I thought you said heart and I was like No, the harp machine, H A R P. Yeah, yeah. H A A R P. The A A R P is behind this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boomers. Um so I'm just going to read this real quick. It says, "I usually say bullshit to harp related theories, but this time two days ago, nine countries had closed their consulates for a time in Istanbul, saying there is a threat of terrorism. The same day, U.S. warship USS Nietzsche, it's N-I-T-Z-E, I'm going to say like Nietzsche. Ni U.S. Nietzsche. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, it had anchored in Bosphorus, which is in Turkey. Yeah, in Bosphorus front of, Strait, yeah. In front of important Dombahac Palace. And made a public appearance. So, <clears throat> two days before the whatevers, two days before the earthquakes, nine countries closed their consulates, and a USS fucking warship shows up in hmm. the Bosphorus. Hmm. A lot of people were uneasy because when it also made a public appearance like that in Izmit back in the day, a really big earthquake struck there magnitude 7.6 so they're drawing a connection to the last time this same exact warship was in turkey an earthquake happened weird two days ago the night of the anchoring a small earthquake hit istanbul magnitude of three after that the weather started acting strange i live in istanbul for 20 years now and i thought it was really strange with really strong winds and weird noises coming from i don't know where for two whole days People saw and recorded the earthquake lights in Istanbul when there was no earthquake in Istanbul, but they were happening in the east of Turkey. So people were seeing lights and shit in Istanbul, but the earthquakes were in the east. Mm -hmm. Where it was hit with a magnitude of 7.7 .7 and 7.8 in a really short time. That's a, I don't know, that's a sentence fragment. I don't know mm -hmm. what that means. Yeah. Uh, not just that a lot of other cities experience earthquakes in the last 14 hours more than 200 earthquakes has hit turkey the most of them are above four some even six i've never seen anything like this before the earthquakes are still continuing to happen as we speak this shit is weird and everybody i know that lives there thinks the same so he immediately drew a connection to 
the heart machine and that it was weird that i mean the the same exact warship was there a while back and right. an earthquake also hit what are the chances well the other thing i saw was is that the birds were acting weird there was a video of birds acting really fucking weird in uh animals no yeah, like the birds were acting like very off, which is shows like the idea of a disruption potentially with like the magnetosphere. Oh yeah. Itself because uh, a lot of birds like navigation is almost solely based off magnetism. For so there's something in their heads that allows them to orient north and south. They know how to do that. That's why birds fly south for the fucking winter. They know where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's not just like chance that they get right. You know, they yeah. know where to go. They know which direction is fucking south. So they're definitely in tune with the magnetism of the earth. There's no doubt about that. So them acting off shows me that there was something indeed interfacing and messing with the earth's magnetism at the time that happened, which I think may happen before earthquakes anyways. Possibly. I mean, but the magnetic field comes from the poles. I mean, that's such a... I mean. I don't know. Are there like local magnetic fields? I don't think I don't so. Know. I mean, it would I have think, to be something in just, the air that they're yeah. picking up. It's something causing some kind of interference to make them act so off. So, and and he even mentioned he's like, I've lived here twenty years. I've never seen weather like I've seen in the past two years. Yeah. He's like, I'm normally not like a heart machine guy, but like this is pretty fucking strange. Yeah, and in in the, the recurrence of the same exact warship. That is weird. That's that is the connection. Weird. That's too weird. That really tips me yeah, off. That's a little too <clears throat> sus there. I don't so, know. I, I don't really know what to think about that. I, yeah, I don't know. It's an intri- I mean, it's an intriguing post. It's just one of those things like it's so hard to find like to parse out true answers to that. Yeah, it's but like it's definitely like it, I'm not going to look any of that it's up. It's filed <laughs> under high strangeness, you know, like definitely sure. high strangeness. Definitely kind of makes you think maybe it wasn't just something that happened. But again, you know, I, I'm not. I don't know enough about geology in the magnetosphere myself. You know, but it's right. cert- I, there's just when you see that many coincidences. <laughs> you know? Sometimes there's where there's smoke, there's fire. You, you know, know? There's too many fucking coincidences, and we know that thing still works. You know, they use heart for shit. So I started reading the comments on that post, yeah. and another really interesting. I don't have the screenshot, um, but an interesting take i heard on it was that there are, are possibly underground battles going on let <laughs> me see that there's a lot of because talk of that there are crazy underground cities in that part of the world mm-hmm. um i actually have uh one of the wikipedia's pulled up for one real quick okay all right yeah let's go um because that was something we were gonna we we kind of teased i had it pulled up right, for last week right. uh we never got to it but Cause we good like that. <laughs> yeah, but beyond the heart machine, another possible you know explanation for these earthquakes is an underground battle. And so, like you know, any good schizo knows about the dumbs and the FEMA camps and all the crazy shit like that. And I think there is a lot of credence to those claims. I think it would be silly to not believe that there's things underground that we don't know about especially no, there 100% is especially considering that like the okay the federal reserve building in richmond 50% of it over 50% of it is underground the building's big as a bitch it's under fucking ground so you can go in there you see like a really tall thing but it like literally goes in the earth yeah. They have vaults of money and crazy shit just in the earth. Yeah. And there's no telling. There could be tunnels branched off from that. There could be Richmond tunnels that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of crazy shit. So this one city, um, 
Derienku. Yeah. This is... It's Turkish. Okay, so this is under Turkey. This mm-hmm. entire thing. Mm-hmm. Look at these pictures. This was carved out thousands, hundreds of years ago. Let me see. It's probably got to be at least a couple hundred, a couple thousand, no, no they doubt. Say eight to seventh century. So yeah, like nine hundred. And and when you eight hundred to nine hundred BC. And when you read about the history, it's they've been co-opted over time. So there were like slave routes you know freed slaves would go down under there so originally there was like an original civilization that carved them. it had something to do with that yeah and then and then over time like people found them and then like these freed slaves used them as like an underground railroad type thing Mm. um so they've been repurposed a lot over history but i think it's really interesting that even back to like the eighth you know or what they say seventh and eighth century yeah seventh and eighth you know that like these people were underground carving out a city that right there it says could hold up to 20,000 people. That's crazy. I mean they had underground. Underground. Is insane. And and Billy from War Mode always likes to say where did all the dirt go? True. Where did all the dirt go? What did they do with all the fucking dirt? What did they do with it? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just really strange that like these sites exist. And I mean, we know even Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, all these people, like they found like Puma Punku and all these places yeah. and Gobekli Tepe Go that back. changed the narrative of like we believed we were only like, you know, X thousand years old. Yeah. And then we find Gobekli Tepe that says like, you know, we were building shit like that, like megalithic structures yeah. like 12,000 years ago. Like, yeah, not as, time. not as, yeah, not as long as you thought it was. Yeah. It's interesting. Or no, it's longer or ago lo- yeah, than you thought it was. Yeah. Cause like your average conceptions are like, oh, you know, human civilization's only been around like 6,000 years or some shit like that. And right. And Gobekli Tepe fucking doubles that. Yeah. So I don't know. It shows uh, what they're capable of. The the underground Very cities are a real thing. They're all over the place. They're yeah. everywhere. And I don't I don't see a reason why like governments and militaries and all these people wouldn't take advantage of like subterranean warfare. But it also begs the question of why the fuck did they build subterranean? Because you can't see it from satellite images. You can't see it from flying overhead. You can't see it from scouting. You can't like look over a field. Well, it also and see could probably that there's speak. an armory underground. I mean, it could even speak to like the conditions of the earth at the time. Who knows? You know, and like that too. Maybe it was easier to cut through. Could have been fucking irradiated. Who knows? From that giant nuclear battle that happened in the Hindu mythologies. You know, it could be any number of things. Well, even with the technology they had, I mean, okay, I've been seeing some like old world fireplaces mm-hmm. that are really interesting. I should send you some pictures. Mm. Um, they don't have flues and they don't, they like, they're just like giant ornate marble fireplaces and you would never light a fire in marble and fuck it up like that. Um, and they have these weird, and it's all these pictures from like the 1800s and like old timey, like old world photos. Mm -hmm. They say, you know, like Tartarian kind of technology. Right, right where they had these cast iron, almost look like little stoves on the ground Mm. that had... And if you look at it, even, okay, think about a Weber grill. Yeah. You know the little the spinny thing? Yeah, the port on the top. The tri-port, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how it has one, two, three openings mm-hmm. and it slides? So it has one of those, but what symbol is a circle with three points, sections like that? It's the radioactive symbol. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it is the radioactive symbol. It's the radioactive symbol. So they think that these old world technologies, these homes were being lit with radioactive material. (laughs) That's what the Tartaria believers say. (laughs) So even back then, it could be a testament to either like the state of the earth or the technology that they had. If they had like irradiated fucking like tools, they could literally melt the rock. Yeah, if they yeah, if it was like, like charged, if, if they enough, had yeah. like the right technology, yeah. if they were on that pyramid free energy shit, if they were on all of that, and they really knew what was going on twelve thousand years ago before we got reset. Yeah. Oh my god! Of course, reset to the fossil fuel era. <laughs> and I mean, they're dating this. They're dating this to eight to seventh century. Yeah. But like, they don't fucking know these are rocks. You, yeah, they just You can only date organic material. It's probably honestly dated off by like how deep down they found it or something. Like Either that or like any traces they may have found in yeah, there. Like, it's like, well, these are the oldest traces of human activity we found, but it's like there could have been other activity. That could have been mole people. That could have been I mean, all they, kinds of shit. The people who were there could have found that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that you thought were there at this time could have just found it. And that's like the big argument for the Tartaria stuff is that like when people came to America in the new world there's like already buildings built in they shit. found these grand things that they played off as the uh yeah, this world's is the courthouse <laughs> but they said these are the world's fairs yeah. look at all these gr- grand opulent fucking yeah. buildings right yeah. and then the facade was the world's fair and then they said oh they're temporary after a year we're going to demolish them it was their big excuse to demolish everything that was yeah and like the chicago fire and stuff and then just and rebuild yeah. from the ground up a lot of things a lot of, a lot of interesting things like uh, I mean, if you erase the history of, like, this kind of world, you don't want to, like... Like, what if it's just, like, a continuing cycle of the elites escaping, and then, like, it just gets rebuilt off their fucking bloodlines, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I could almost see some kind of, like, captured, like, Arrested Development shit like that going on, you know? But Well, and I was kind of meditating... Like, I was kind of meditating on the whole idea recently of, you know, we talk about the idea of good versus evil and how the universe seems to kind of constantly be in a chaos state. Yeah. And their entropy, right? The quantum idea of entropy, disorder, something's always happening. It could be on a molecular level, on an atomic level where there's always disorder and things bouncing around and bouncing about. But it could even be on like a frequency order of like the way our human lives are carried out. Mm-hmm. and our spiritual being mm-hmm. of that there is always going to be entropy because when you understand again the the mathematical concept one plus one equals zero zero is nothing mm-hmm. mathematically conceptually it just it is nothing so when something has an energy state of zero it's dead mm-hmm. but it's also in a state of equilibrium. When you look at a glass of water and you shake it up and it's moving side to side and there's ripples and waves in it, that's energy and waves and things mm-hmm. moving on the surface. But after a while, all that energy kind of dissipates and all of a sudden that glass, the water, just sits still. The energy level is at zero. The entropy, there's obvious you know, entropy going on within that glass of water. Everything is vibrating, it. yeah. but it's negligible. We can't yeah, perceive it. Yeah, it's not perce- perceptible. But that's the concept. Right. So the mere existence of the universe mm-hmm. means that nothing can ever 
be in a state of homeostasis. Nothing can ever, by the mere fact of it existing, Mm -hmm. it can never be okay. There will never be a utopia. There will never be a perfect Garden of Eden. There will never, ever, ever be that just on the fundamental principle of that when something becomes zero, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's dead. It's nothing. It right. ceases to exist. There's no energy. There's nothing. There's nothing for it. So for everything to exist, it has to exist in a state of chaos. Right. And I think that's just kind of just something we have to like grapple with and understand and just be able to navigate. It's just, because it's a, a fact e- of life. Well, that's a human experience is like not completely understanding that. Right. And like dying, always trying to find the answer. For sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll never know the biggest questions, but uh, I just thought it was interesting that one of the things I was meditating on was that like, we'll never have a utopia. We'll never have perfect balance sure. because when all things are perfectly balanced, you live in equilibrium, things become zero. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It, nothing it, in order for everything to be balanced, nothing would have to be going on. Bingo. Yeah. But um, last thing before we get out of here, I know we've run a little over. I mentioned uh, Randall Carlson. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta pour one out for my boy real quick. Why? What do you do? <sighs> I have stood by this man through thick and thin. People have <laughs> called him crazy. People have called him and Graham Hancock like, and I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have stand this man. I have gone to the ends of the earth and back for this man. Mm-hmm. And I always plug his shit, but <sighs> he got duped. Oh no, <laughs> he got duped. Oh no. <laughs> so he was on a recent um, Rogan episode with Graham Hancock. Yeah, and he was. I'm sorry, that was gross. He was on as Hancock's like sidekick. It was really Graham Hancock's episode. But Randall was there. Right. And he has a bad tendency to kind of take over the conversation. And there came a point where he kind of started talking about this, like, unified, like, plasmoid fucking free energy technology. And he's like, but I can't say too much about it. It's a very top secret project. Like, I have to, I can't say too much about it, right? So then he basically grifts his way back on to Rogan to talk about this. And I don't know if it was the focal point of the episode or what it was. Long story short, (laughs) Randall Carlson's official Instagram page posts something the other day that I saw that said, "Um, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, Joe has chosen not to air the recent episode with Randall. I think I saw something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw something about that. And it's totally Joe like trying to protect randall from criticism and outlash but what happened was there's this grifter guy that's like been found out to be like a bullshit con artist and he's selling like this grand unified theory and he's selling like this free energy transfer plasmoid unified whatever we should should look into this guy it sounds like i think we need to look into this guy and i have a link I need to do a little more digging. We can yeah. talk about this next week, yeah, too. Yeah, we should but look into this guy. That'll be fun. Basically, Randall Carlson got got. And nice. I feel bad because I've stood by him because all of his independent research, like, he himself is the man. Yeah. Like, he himself rules, but he got conned. He he was like, this guy to Randall Carlson was like Nick Fuentes to Kanye. 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 of course. Let him down the path. Let him down the wrong path. Let him path. down the path. And I think Randall got super stoked on the idea of like free energy He's and like, it's going to revolutionize. That sounds, that sounds possible. Yeah. And then they're like, turns out it was just a dubious huckster <laughs> once again. The whole fucking time. So yeah. I got to pour one out for my boy Randall. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, unfortunate. I still love you the guy to, to see death. It. But see, the thing is, I think he's like an autistic, like fat dude and just like an old, like lonely autistic guy who just yeah. like doesn't know what to do besides talk about Atlantis. Sure. So, I mean, like I love the guy still. I can see. But it, it's one of those things where it's like a real one got duped. And yeah. uh, I hate to see it, but, you know, that shit happens. It happens to all of us. And I've, been, I've been had by several things that I was like convinced were real. Yeah, I've been had. It happens to all of us, especially happens. in this realm. But that's kind of the fun part about this stuff is being able to kind of just actually explore ideas versus like kind of confronting them and being like, nope, that's not true because it doesn't fit in my normal paradigm, or like yeah. not even. It almost doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's just the idea of not even being willing to even entertain it. I think it's a skill you learn. And, like, can have fun with versus, like, just being so black and white about everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, shit. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Later, y'all.